0: The Atlanta Braves had some big bats break out at the top of their order on Tuesday including Ronald Acuña Jr., Matt Olson, and of course Dansby Swanson who continues to hit, but it wasn't enough as the Braves pitching let them down in a 12-10 defeat to the Giants and there's some bullpen mismanagement in there which we'll talk about as well and cover all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Estriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I am covering. The game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at TomahawkTake.com, where I'm the co-editor. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves, where you can be part of the conversation. Send me in any questions, comments, feedback that you have for the podcast, and make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast or get your podcast. And make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well. I appreciate all the comments and feedback there. Also, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. Post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we're free and available on all platforms. Braves fans, you're going to love this because today's episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor App. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor App. Before we get there on today's episode, we're going to talk about Tuesday's 12-10 to loss to the Giants, including Spencer Strider's performance, a little bit of dip in velocity there, uh, maybe raising some concerns, some bullpen mismanagement that kind of let the game get away from them in the end, and then we'll cover up, or we'll cover the big offensive night from the Braves as well, but talk about something for that offense, just their approach that still continues to bug me, but I haven't been here for a while and a little bit of vacation, and I know the Braves lost the series in Chicago, Wrigley Field. Uh, Just weren't able to get the offense going in those first two games there. Had an exciting uh, walk-off win on Monday night against the Giants, and then Tuesday night's uh, Slugfest loss. But let's start with Spencer Strider's outing from Tuesday. Three and two-thirds innings, six hits, one walk, six earned runs, four strikeouts, not his best Performance. Um, you know, had some opportunities to kind of get out of those jams and just couldn't. I think for me, the biggest thing is that the fastball average was down a good bit, a mile, one point one and a half miles per hour from what it usually is. He was at 96.7 mile per hour average on Tuesday compared to his season average at 98.2. Now, obviously, coming out of the pen, you know, you expect him to be throwing a little bit harder than he would be as a starter. So those numbers may be skewed a little bit, but still 96.7-mile fastball average, that's not typically what we're used to seeing from Spencer Strider, especially in the first you know, three to four innings of an outing when we usually see that velocity much higher, and then it's usually more 96, 97 you know, into the fifth and, and sixth innings when he's gotten there. So that's a little bit. Concerning, Obviously, he's coming off his longest start of the year when he threw his most pitches, so I don't know if maybe that had something to do with it or not, but certainly something worth monitoring going forward. A bit of a tight zone, um, but he was just missing with those pitches. I mean, it was a tight zone, but it seemed like a fair zone, and I think he was, you know, I don't think he really messed up Spencer Strider with any bad calls there. He was, Spencer Strider was just missing barely missing the zone and wasn't getting any close calls. You had that four-run inning, the three-run homer to, to wins in that inning. You know, the nine-hole hitter, that was brutal. You thought maybe he had a chance to get out of that bases loaded, nobody out jam, just giving up one run. But then you give up the home run, and that really makes it sting. He also hit a batter on an 0-2 pitch earlier in that inning with that ended up loading the bases with nobody out, so that really hurt as well. I just thought overall the Giants did a good job of of not chasing pitches with that tight zone that the umpire had and established pretty early. That forced Spencer Strider to throw balls more over the plate, and with the dip in velocity, the Giants hitters were able to put some good swings on his fastball. All six of their hits came off of his fastball, so I just thought it was a pretty good approach by the Giants hitters. They were laying off those pitches that were just outside the zone, and, again, a lot of those pitches were being called balls, and you know, rightfully so based by, on the box on the screen that I was watching. But it, it made Spencer Strider come in the zone with those fastballs. And, again, the velocity just wasn't there, and they were able to put some good swings on it. So, again, I just thought it was a good approach by the Giants. The only real concern for me is just with Strider, it's just the dip in velocity. You know, maybe he was a little taxed after that last outing. We'll have to see. Um, but it'll be important to watch that in his next start going forward to see where that velocity is. is he more around 96 97 or does he start out more 98 99 100 like we've seen in the past but despite all that, because of the Braves offense which we'll talk about a little bit later, Braves had a chance to win this game and more than a chance. I thought they had a really good chance but there were some questionable decisions by Brian Snicker really just one questionable, decision for me and dylan lee came on in relief of spencer strider and looked great you know he got an out in the fourth inning to get out of out of that mess he worked around a two out hit for a scoreless fifth inning and then you bring him back out for the sixth to face the lefty and he gets the lefty batter out and then snicker pulls him and this is where i get really frustrated and this is just kind of a, a pet peeve of mine why do you take out a pitcher, a relief pitcher who can go multiple innings, can throw, you know, 40 pitches when he's throwing the ball well? I've I've never understood this in the day and age of bullpenning why a reliever is throwing well and you take him out. And Dylan Lee's been really good, especially since coming back up. He's been really good. And he seemed like he was in control of that game. And he had settled things down after things had kind of gotten away from the Braves. And you take him out. Like I understand not wanting to do the up down with a reliever multiple times, but you had already brought him back in for the sixth inning to get one out against the lefty. I get it. But why? But you had the bottom of the order coming up too. Why not just let him pitch to the next two batters and one of those reaches? Then maybe you go for the righty in O'Day or, or go to Colin McHugh at that point. It, that was that to me was the game. That was the worst decision of the game for me. You can talk about why I bring in O'Day, McHugh, Stevens the rest of the way for just no other, uh, I, no reason. I don't know the reason. I honestly, don't uh, other than you think he can't throw forty pitch- pitches because he was just over twenty pitches in this outing, and unless you just all of a sudden have a strict pitch count on Dylan Lee and what he can do, I don't understand the reasoning for pulling him out there. Now, Darren O'Day came in and he gave up a couple of blue pits so I mean that's that's not on him the walk after that is on him but still I just don't understand taking out Dylan Lee right when I thought he could have at least got you through that sixth inning and then maybe you bring in McHugh uh, to start off a clean seventh inning and then you go mentor Jansen to finish it off and I'm assuming that was kind of the plan for Snicker to try to get you know, O'Day, McHugh to get through the sixth and seventh inning. And then if you got a lead, then you turn it over to, to Mentor and Jansen. But why not just let Lee finish the sixth inning? And then you give McHugh a fresh inning in the seventh. And then if you still got the lead, you go Mentor and Jansen to finish it off. I, that to me, that to me was the game. And that was the worst decision of this game in Brian Snicker for, for me. I, I just don't understand that. I nev- And this isn't just, again, O'Day wasn't terrible when he came in. He gave a bloop hit, gave him a hit. The beat, the shift, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not blaming O'Day at all for for that. The walk is obviously on him. But I just don't understand taking out Dylan Lee, who seemed like he was in control of the game. He was already out there. You never know what's going to come out of that bullpen. You have a guy out there who has settled things down. Why take him out? That, to me, is just beyond frustrating. I never understand managers taking out relievers who are in a groove and, yeah, maybe he throws 40 pitches in this, and you can't use Dylan Lee for the next two days. But you that saves you from having to use O'Day there, possibly saves you from having to use McHugh, and now those guys are even more fully rested to use them in the next day. So that, to me, was the, the most frustrating part of you know the bullpenning on Tuesday. I didn't understand the decision to take out Dylan Lee there. I would have ridden him at least through that sixth inning um and, and let let your reliever let McHugh start a clean inning. Uh, again, I'm still kind of frustrated by that one. I'm sure you are as well. But Oday come in, comes in, has some bad luck on soft singles. Then he walks a the batter. Then you bring in McHugh. He gives up the double, and, and the Braves lose the lead. And again, that there, that right there was the ball game for me in the sixth inning. I know the Braves ended up coming back, but that moment there, that really was it for me. Stevens has been good and all these guys have been good and you have to trust them. The Braves have the best bullpen in baseball, but again, I keep going back to it. You got a reliever in control of the game, throwing well, doesn't have a lot of pitches, just ride it out. Uh, I think, I think Snicker over, overthought this a little bit trying to manage the bullpen on Tuesday, brings in Stevens in a one run game. Again, Stevens has been very good, gets through the eighth inning, but comes back out for the ninth, locks the, is why did you take out Dylan Lee when he seemed to be in control of things out there? So that that's my biggest complaint uh, from Tuesday. I'm sure you have many others, and you can let, the, let me know about those in the comments below. But next, we'll talk about the offense who was really good on Tuesday and gave the Braves a chance to win that game. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app has something for you. Breakout stars or prospects debuting, check the value of or find great deals on their first cards. Nostalgia and old players. Go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth today. Interested in getting into sports cards? Find great deals on your favorite players. It's completely free. I've tried it out myself. Wanted to go check out and see how much that Michael Harris autographed rookie is. You can do that right there on the Sports Card Investor app. Easy to browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven-day or 30-day charts. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay deals feature. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on and that'll really help support the show. One live NBA draft show is not enough for locked on. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft night. so if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their lock. And I apologize having some uh, technical difficulties here as well. I apologize for that. But I want to talk about the Braves offense, who was connecting on all cylinders Tuesday. and I love that the offense kept battling back in this one. fell behind 4 nothing early quickly erased that deficit, and fell behind again, 6-5, to and took the lead right back. And even after giving up three runs in the ninth inning, they scored two in the bottom half and give themselves a chance there. Overall, 10 runs on 12 hits, including four home runs. That should be good enough to win a ball game. They only struck out six times, which is great. My only complaint, and it's not just for this night, it's it seems to be the Braves' pro- approach at all times. And look, this offense is very good. Their approach works. My only problem critique is that in in clutch situations, big moments, they seem to be overly aggressive at the plate. When all the pressure is on the opposing pitcher, sometimes they seem to be a little bit too aggressive at the plate. You know, swinging at, at first pitches. You know, not really giving getting the opportunity to get ahead in the count and sit on a good pitch. You look in the eighth inning, Acuna had two on, two outs, swung at a first pitch cutter below the zone for an easy ground out and just really ruined that situation there, just going up there, swinging at a first pitch out of the zone. After Olsen hit the two-run homer in the ninth, Braves just needed one base runner to bring the tying run to the plate with, with only one out. Travis Darno goes up there, swinging at the first pitch cutter out of the zone, swings at all four pitches. It looked like the three after the first pitch were all strikes but just goes up there hacking away. And I know Travis Darno doesn't walk a ton, but for me, you know, take a pitch. The pressure is on the pitcher there. See if you can get into a hitter's count and then ambush a pitch or maybe perhaps actually work a walk. Um, Then after that, you know, after the Giants closer Duvall, you know, spiked his glove in frustration. The guy is clearly frustrated right now. Ozuna, Ozuna goes up there, takes the first pitch, which is the ball, but then goes chasing sliders off the plate. Duvall threw him five pitches. All of them were outside of the zone away, which is a big problem spot for Ozuna. If you throw those pitches right there just off the plate away, you're going to strike him out 90% of the time. But Ozuna goes up there swinging at all those pitches and ends up striking out without one pitch being in the strike zone when the Braves just need a base runner to bring the tying run to the plate against a guy who was frustrated and didn't have a good game the night before, wasn't having his best night on Tuesday, either. And the Braves sitters just go up there being overly aggressive. That is my only critique of this offense in those clutch big situations. Sometimes they go up there being overly aggressive and don't allow the pressure to build for the pitcher and get themselves in a good position to get a good pitch. And look, again, this approach works for this offense. They're not going to change it. And this offense works. And that just to me at times can really frustrate me when you have a pitcher on the mound, he has a ton of pressure on him. And you go up there swing at a first pitch ball out of the zone. If you're going to go up there swing at that first pitch, and I guess sometimes you want to look, hitting is not easy. And I'm not in that box trying to hit a hundred mile per hour fastball or cutter from Duval. But again, if you're going to go up there swinging at that first pitch, it better be a really good pitch over the middle of the strike zone. And that's just not what we saw on Tuesday from some of these swings. But it was a great night for Acuna. Three hits on the night. Had a big home run. Absolutely massive shot. I thought that was going to springboard the, the Braves into a win there as that gave them the lead back, but was not to be. And then a huge night for Matt Olson as well. Two homers, four hard hit balls on the night. Three of them 105 miles per hour or harder. So That's great to see from Matty Olson. Dansby, another two-hit game. Everyone reached base in this game at least once. Adam Duval was the only player that didn't have a hit, but he did walk in this game. So, again, the offense was good enough to win this one. Again, I know I gave the critique about them being overly aggressive in pressure situations, but, again, you score 10 runs, you hit four homers, that should be enough to win a ball game. This is squarely on the pitching staff. Um, but the offense, you know, they did their part on Tuesday. All right, we'll take another break and come back and preview Wednesday's game with Charlie Morton versus Carlos Rodon. Should be a great pitching matchup. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in purple hashtag hiring frame to the LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at blue Nile.com blue Nile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile, uh, looking for if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Use code On. That's code On. Plus, every order is insured, ships-free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Braves will look to get back in the win column on Wednesday as Carlos Rodon takes the mound for the Giants against Charlie Morton. Uh, Rodon been very good, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He hasn't given up an earned run in his last two starts, so he's been really good lately. Only four hits allowed in those two starts. He has walked five batters across those two starts, three in one, two in the other, and he struck out eight in each of those two outings, going six, in a game, six innings on a game on June 12th and eight innings in a game on June 17th. Those starts coming against the Dodgers and the Pirates. He's primarily a fastball slider pitcher, so not too different from what we see from Spencer Strider, but the slider for Rodon is elite with a 40% whiff rate and a spin rate of nearly 2,500. So, again, just two pitches for Rodon, but he uses them very effectively. Obviously, one of the best pitchers in baseball right now will be a tough challenge for this Braves offense. Morton. Over his last two games, making some huge strides, 21 strikeouts in his last two games, 44 swings and misses is the key for me, starting to get those chases again. However, as we saw on Tuesday, the Giants hitters don't chase a lot. They will strike out from time to time, but they don't chase a lot. How effective will Morton be if he's not getting those chases out of the zone? So there's still some question marks for me. That's one of them. Another one is, can he get past those early inning struggles? Can he duplicate what he did in Wrigley in his last outing, perhaps his best of the year? But that was a tough day for offenses on both sides with the wind blowing in, a day game at Wrigley. Will Morton be able to duplicate that type of outing against this Giants lineup on Wednesday? Certainly hope so. Certainly hope that Charlie Morton is trending in the right direction. Again, those 44 swings and misses, that is the key for me over those last two starts tells you that Morton's starting to Get more spin on that curveball, starting to control it a little bit more. And hopefully we see that continue on Wednesday. Hopefully, the offense for the Braves can continue to break out and get the home run ball, which they seem to have enjoyed here in Atlanta so far. And hopefully the Braves can get back on another win streak here. And hopefully they can win this four-game set against the Giants would certainly be big going into that series against the Dodgers over the weekend. So that's what I'm watching for on Wednesday. Hope you all have a, a great Wednesday. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Again, apologize for the connectivity issues on this episode, but appreciate you for hanging in there with me. Make sure you follow the podcast at Locked On underscore Braves on Twitter. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time.